Hello! This is Iva Blair, and here's another episode of Obscuro Animationo, in which we look at obscure anime productions. This one has bots, as in robots, although they really don't like being called robots. Roll it. In this episode, we're going to take a look at an animated series. It is a French-American-Canadian co-production, The Bots Masters. This was an animated series that ran for one season from 1993 to 1994. The series was created by John Chapelon and his production company, Creativity and Development. They were an animation studio that was founded in the 80s. While John Chapelin was a, a former founder of Deke. They made a lot of animated series until 1998. They are often co-producer with Deke. And Avid Arid was involved with it. He is known for working with Stanley on a and on a bunch of Marvel shows in, in the 90s. Here is the list of animated shows Avi Arad did in the, in the 90s. Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, and this actually extends to the early 2000s, such as X-Men Evolution. He also was involved with the live-action films, such as X-Men and Blade. I, I think he did Blade too. There is also the 1999 animated show Spider-Man Unlimited and Avengers United They Stand, but most people would rather not talk about them, especially Avengers United They Stand. So the Bots Masters was an animated series that was about Ziv Zoolander. This was before the movie. A young robotic engineer who made robots that were alive. He works for this company called RM Core. He later finds out that the, the founder, LLP, who is based Basically, Black Luther, really. He finds out that LP wants to take over the world. So, Ziv Zoolander and his robot crew, who are called the Boys Brigade, they fight against RM Corps. Accompanying him is his sister, Blitzy, who is 10 years old. The series is, uh, something... Well, it's kind of hard to describe it, but it's your typical action series from the 90s, although the designs for the characters are amusing, at least for the robot characters. It kind of look like they're made out of spare parts. Okay, first off, there's the, the intro. It all starts with the high five, with the characters telling you about the setting and the plot. Boys, the intro takes a long time. The runtime for the intro is one minute and 20 seconds, which is longer than most intros to Western animation. So we'll start off with the characters. There's Ziv, also known as Easy. He's a, a prodigy. They, they never state his age. And then there's his 
His sister, Blitzy, who was 10. She is dressed like she's from the 1980s. And then there's the, the boys' brigade. There's the street boys, jammers, and tools. They're the main robots, although they don't appear in every episode. Jammers is the one with the hammer, while the tools is the one with the tools. His specific weapons are a wrench and a drill. And then there's the sports boys. There's Allball, who who plays volleyball, and then there's Bats, he plays baseball, then there's Bogey, who plays golf, and Ace, he plays tennis, and then there's the Science Boys! There's Denerd, who every time he responds to something, it's usually a, a dictionary definition. Also, he has a computer head. Yeah, therefore he has fuller facial expressions than the rest of the robots. Um, and then there's Genesis. He's the one who makes the, the gadgets. And then there's Watson, who is the the doctor. Here are the rest of the boys that don't fit in it into any single category. So there's Cooks, the cooking boys. He likes to cook. And then there's Ninjas. Seriously, ninjas, that's his name. Yeah, they didn't put any thought into these names. <laughs> and then there's Kitty. He doesn't appear that much, but he's just annoying. He's your standard kid character. Surprisingly, Blitzy is not as annoying as him. And then there's... Swang and Twig. Swang is the recon expert who also looks like a bug and only communicates in chirps. Twig is the bodyguard who can transform into a car. And then there's the talking heads. They all start with a T and then there's a number as in T1, T2, T3, and T5. T1's the one with the fins. Kind of looks very aquatic. And then there's T2, who looks like a Muppet reject. Would have fit right in with Staller and Waldor, because he constantly laughs throughout it. And then there's T4. T4 just has eye stalks. And then there's T5, the gold robot. And then the, there's the others to fill out Burden and Freehand. The names should be self-explanatory. And Jungle Fiver, who is the Big Mac. Later on, there's a robot named Moms. It seemed like she was supposed to be a regular character, but was. Well, we'll get to that. Moms appears in episode 38, which is very late into the show's run. And then there's the villains. LLP? He doesn't really appear that much. He leaves the, the dirty work to his two lackeys. Dr. Hiss and Lady Frenzy. Dr. Hiss seems to be a cyborg. He has this lisp and he always sounds like he's on a... Those things... Gurgles. Yeah, the, the kind of things you put him out of, out of the dentist. Yeah. Um. And then there's Lady Frenzy. She is your basic femme fatale character. Now what makes this significant about her is that she has a thing for ZZ. ZZ seems 
Seems implicably be a teen, so Wiley Lady Frenzy is a full-grown adult, making this relationship kind of problematic. Oh, and there's a lot of rap culture throughout it. There's various use of hip-hop slang throughout the thing. And, oh, yeah, as you notice, the majority of the characters have the letter Z on them. Like, sometimes a double Z. Okay, so here's the, the basic formula... The villains think up of a plan, and then ZZ finds his- and oh, oh, by the way, he discovers their plans through- He built this technology, this mirror technology, which is mostly in Lady Frenzy's office. Although this seems to be really more of an excuse to, for him to see her, um, undress? Ugh, gosh. Yeah, the, the, the- series treatment of women isn't so great. Um, like, there's an episode where the bots literally order this woman, the, the, the model. Although it's more, this is more akin to a mail-order bride. It gets resolved at the end, but seriously. <sighs> Aside from the rap song, there's also a lot of techno music throughout the thing. Most of it's just very repetitive. Like, there's like two or three songs throughout the thing. Three pieces of background music. And... Oh yeah, in the middle of every episode, there is a, a 3D sequence. Yeah, that that means it uses an effect called the Poltrich effect, which is a psychosocial effect. It makes it seem more like the scene has more depth than it really is. This was made to sell a toy line. The toy line failed, which I'll be honest with you. I mean, the characters that were releasing that toy line was just ZZ Zoolander, Doctor Hiss, and Jungle Fiver. No wonder the toy line failed. It was just weak. As it doesn't feed the only robots that are featured in it, it's it's just Jungle Fiver, and there isn't much variety. There aren't any antagonist bots in the toy line. It, it's just cruddy. Oh yeah, and then there's another thing. Wily, they protect the the world from LLP and his RM Core. They often get cues of terrorism, which was spread by LLP. Although, to be fair, there are some scenes in the show that just makes it justified. Uh, like the. There is one scene in episode three where they held all the crew and passengers hostage. And there's a lot of weird stuff in Bots Masters, but there's some, like, there's one episode where Blitzy wanted to see a musician who was... Kind of a mix between Mick Jagger and Michael Jackson. In the end, she gets the, the shoes from him. I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds creepy, especially the, the way the face is animated. Like, oh my gosh, I got these shoes. I gotta smell them. Oh yeah, and then, then there's a lot of butt shots. Well, yeah, that, mostly from the robots, although there's some bits in it that are very inappropriate. Like the, for one thing, there's the, well, there's the final episode of the show, which, okay. Which is, okay, so here's the thing about the episodes. It's kind of a, only the first six episodes were released onto VHS, but they're not on DVD, and the 
Well, the majority of the episodes can be found on the internet, except for the last six episodes. I can't find them in English, but I did manage to find them in French. So, here's how the show ends. So, RM Corps kidnaps the... The U.S. president's daughter, who is not Trump, and ZZ Zoolander decide to have Blitzy switch in for... Well, he switches Blitzy with the president's daughter, Prince and Pauper kind of thing. Okay, not really. And then there's this shot of the, of the, the president's daughter in the cabin, and it is... I don't know. I don't know why they did this, but... Yeah, they have the shot of her crying, but here's the thing. They mostly show her butt. I... Oh, man, that is... So, um... And so, Blitzy... She goes in and tells the president's daughter to leave. So she covers for her, and then... Eventually, the ruse is found out, but eventually... ZZ Zoolander exposes... RM Core's activities to the world and and they're praised as heroes. And then and then it cuts to a scene where LLP's in his office and then he finds a robot. Now the robots from the RA robots, which were created by ZZ Zoolander, throughout it were mostly non-living beings, unlike the, the robots. Unlike the Boys Brigade. Then however, this robot is an intelligent being, and which was created by Dr. Hiss, and LLP wonders if he could design a whole line of them, and that's where the show ends. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, this show was... I watched nearly every episode of it, and I don't know. It's just very forgettable. Well, I guess I could talk more about the, the boys, what it stands for. Okay, so boy stands for brain-operated young psychotopic zoids. Zygiotopic is not a word, although that's more used as a way to demonstrate how much of a... how asymmetrical the robot designs are. And Zoids? I'm not sure that's true. That's probably why the show was cancelled after 40 episodes. I don't know what else to say about it. Aside from... oh, yeah. Oh, um, what I found interesting about Botsmaster is that the, although the show was made in France, it aired in English first in syndication. It didn't actually air in France until 1994, and leads me to believe that the, the, the English version might be pre-laid, as the, the opening theme is synced to the, to the rapping of the robots and ZZ Zoolander. Oh, by the way, the, the English version was recorded in Vancouver and features notable voice actors such as Mark Hildreth, known for voicing Quicksilver in Wolverine and the X-Men, and some others. Why do I think it's pre-laid? Because I watched the French version and it's mostly an instrumental, yet the character's mouth still moves. So, yeah, I believe this was recorded in English first, then French. While it's not available on most streaming services, it is legally available on YouTube in French on Team Kids. Also, the ownership of the series is kind of a bit tricky. Apparently, this 
series may or may not be owned by Disney because this series was co-produced by Saban. Well, one of their subseries, Saban International Paris, who were active until 2007. Although this might be one of the series that went back to Saban, I'm not too sure. If it was reacquired by Saban, it probably went towards Hasbro. Can you imagine a crossover between Transformers and the Botsmasters? Wow, that would be... Um, something. Well, I guess that's about it. I'll see you later. Eh, this was a shorter episode. The theme song provided for the podcast is Silly Intro by Alex Nakarada. It is a Creative Commons license with full attribution. Why would you put just one episode on a VHS tape? What a ripoff.